It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and New York City, New York, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Friday, February 23rd, with your hosts, me, Ray, Zach, and, well, the nice young lad, Zach, up in New York. How are you today, Hanson? I think you said me, Ray, Zach, and the nice me, young lad. Me, Ray, man. and, and the, the, the whatever. People- All right, gang, I'm, I'm in the, uh, uh, the not-so-great setup today, but we'll make the most of it, Dad. We're going to kick things off here with Carvana. Earnings just came out from Carvana. Just the other day, we were talking about how things could be looking shaky for Carvana. That being said, they are showing us that we were wrong. Carvana, Carvana posts narrower net loss in Q4. Revenue is only down 15%. That's the good news. Yes. They made money, Dad. Carvana made money for the first time in a long time. They had a profitable quarter. Carvana's proven to you and me, man, maybe we don't know what we're talking about. And just this morning, Dad, yeah. I got another offer from Carvana. I'll pull it up on the screen real quick. They are offering more money for used cars than they have been in a long time. Here's that 2020 Honda Civic that I've been tracking for a while. Past wow. month, they say it went up 5%. Every Carvana car we track, they are paying more and more money as their revenues go down, but their profits go up. What do you make of this, man? I guess Carvana knows something that we don't. Um, yeah, they, they got their bondholders to uh, to eat a billion dollars worth of bonds. That's a compelling. You've got to be a good salesperson <laughs> to figure that one out. So so I guess if you can get your creditors to eat a billion dollars worth of credit that they gave to you, then suddenly you can post your first ever profitable year. My suspicion is, is that if that billion dollars in debt had not been forgiven, uh, Carvana would not have been profitable. So... Um, Kudos to Garcia, Ernie Garcia Jr. and his team for convincing their creditors to eat a billion dollars worth of loans that uh, they had issued to Carvana. Um, Does that mean they know what they're doing when it comes to running a used car business? Uh, I'm not sure, Um, but it means they were good at, at portraying themselves to their creditors as being too big to fail. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of that going on. We know there's all sorts of chaos continuing to happen in the used car market. We've actually got some updates from our dear friend Brandon from Car Questions Answered, talking about tax time. We'll spend a few minutes there. I want to start here, actually, though. So Carvana sold 76,090 cars in the fourth quarter, down 13% from a year earlier. This is where things are just wild. Yes. The total gross profit per vehicle was $5,283 up from $2,219 in the year earlier quarter. Now, we looked at this just yesterday. I'm going to pull it up on the screen. We have the gross profit per unit sold for the publicly traded auto dealers. And this is we're looking at used car gross profit per unit. So just to put into perspective, and each of these are linked back to Lithia's uh, 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 earnings release or Penske's earnings release. So I did the research. Yes. No other car dealer group can even get close to the profit levels that Carvana is able to get, which is just, if I'm a consumer, something I'm going to keep in mind as I'm navigating the car. I mean, CarMax doesn't even get close to how much gross profit Carvana is able to report on each vehicle. So $5,283. So so, so the question that needs to be asked is 
that gross profit that they're reporting per vehicle sold, is that based on uh, generally accepted accounting principles, or is that based on non generally? They're, yeah, they're publicly traded. They have to. They they have to be gap compliant. There's no world. They do not. Can... They do not. They can report things that are non gap compliant. Okay, so that's the question. Was this based on generally accepted accounting principles or non generally accepted accounting principles? That's a good question to ask. It's kind of like when WeWork was going public the first time, and I think they came up with like community adjusted earnings or something like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, that's a good looking mug you got there. So we actually, we've talked about Carvana on this channel before, and we've had executives from Carvana reach out to us to help us better understand their business model. So some things can be inflated in their numbers when it comes to when they actually sell their loans, which is a major part of how they yeah. make money. They finance these vehicles through a captive finance arm, and then they sell those as asset-backed securities. So maybe some of that happened here, and that's influencing the numbers. But again, just at the highest level, you know, they they like two and a half x their gross profit per vehicle when no other car dealer yeah, is so, even in the same stratosphere. So what does that suggest? It, it suggests either these guys are incredibly good at what they do. Or, if you look at history, they've had two quarters in their entire history where they have made money, okay? Two, and they've been around 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, whatever it is. Um, so, in my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, they are not so far above everybody else because of their sales ability. Um, I believe they're so far above everybody else in what they report because it is probably non-generally accepted accounting practices that they are using for their gross profit per vehicle sold. Because guess what? If they were so damn good, they, they, every one of those publics would have would have poached every high-ranking executive at Carvana to get them to work for the publics. Okay, it it it's it, it, something's fishy. <laughs> He's not buying it, folks. He's not buying. I it. I, I am not buying it. Now that's not to say that investors out there won't be buying it. Obviously, they are. Carvana's stock is up dramatically. Um, so at a certain point, at a, at, a, at a certain point, either I, in my opinion, I will be proven right that there are some uh, things going on that aren't necessarily compliant, and this entire what I suspect is a house of cards will come tumbling down at some point, or I will be proven conclusively wrong, and these guys are just absolute used car geniuses. If I were to bet, and, and, and my bet might not pay off for two, three, four, five years, but it's going to be like Enron, okay? It, it's It's... In your opinion, in my opinion, you know, 
the stock market is filled with fraud. Has been, is now, always will be, and the reason it is is because there's been money to be made. Okay? So if you can put together numbers that just, I mean, Bernie Madoff did it forever. He just kept feeding his clients whatever they wanted to hear, and they just kept giving them money. You know, they probably knew better. In their heart of hearts, they probably said, geez, how's this guy getting 20% returns when everybody else is getting 10? But you know what? I'm going to keep giving them my money until one day it turns out it was all a fraud. Okay? Enron was a fraud. Um, There's been any number of massive corporations that have gone bankrupt because they were frauds, because investors want to buy the crap. They want to buy the good news. They don't, they don't want to see the bad news. So yeah, they're, they're, they're people just, the investors keep, they want to buy. That's it. They just, they want to buy into it. They don't, they don't want to believe that they could be taking it, being taken advantage of. And I, in my opinion, believe ultimately that they will find out that they have been taken advantage of. A lot of great opinions that represent opinions. Yes. The lawyers, man, they're just going to love this one. But dad, let's come back here to the Carvana value tracker. Here's another vehicle. They are just, I mean, they're, this one's gone up 22% in the past month. What was it? A Volkswagen Tiguan? Yeah. I I mean, how do you reconcile how aggressive they're being right now? I guess they're just really, really, really trying to move. move and, and, then, and then the other thing they say is they've been so much smarter in how they're paying for inventory and how they're valuing inventory. And yet you see crazy numbers like those and you go, really? Are they? It's just people are buying what they're selling at the moment. They're, they're, they're believing what they're hearing. And in my opinion. And so that that's yeah. it. it. It is, it is, it is, it, we, we only time will tell. And, and about that. yes. And here's my hope. I hope I live long enough to be proven either right or wrong. Definitely. I hear you pops. I absolutely yes. hear you. We have some new data from Cox automotive. It's showing us that uh, used car sales are picking up a little bit. Yes. On the retail side. So that is a headline from today. Used retail vehicle sales pick up in January. We have uh, market day supply at the start of February being 49 days down from 58 at the beginning of January. So maybe a little sign of the spring selling season coming to fruition. We got a text from Brandon from Car Questions Answered saying things are picking up. So yeah. maybe, maybe, um, you know, the, the Carvana news that just came out paired with a, a really strong first quarter, second quarter as a result of the spring selling season. Yeah, maybe, maybe things are picking up for used car dealers, but we're not seeing a ton of signs that point to that being the case. I'll come here dead to the chat um, from Igor saying, Zach, you are so wrong. Ray is on point. Listen to your dad. I, I hear you, Igor. 100% hear you. I respect my dad's take on this from Ryan. Ryan saying we just sold our car to Carvana and I can't say enough good things about it. They gave us the highest amount from five different trade offers and they didn't care that we couldn't find the second key. Fob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they're buying cars so much smarter than everybody else. They, that, that, that was, that was in part of what they claimed 
um, about why they had such a good quarter. Yeah. Whatever. What, what, whatever. 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 Interesting whatever. stuff, man. Interesting stuff. It, well, it, it, it. We've got some more uh, interesting earnings coming out. We can actually turn our attention real quick uh, to another electric vehicle maker that reported earnings dead. VinFast, they only yeah. lost $150 million last quarter. This comes on the heels of uh, Rivian and Lucid also reporting huge, huge losses in the next yeah. quarter. Like, it's tough to reconcile what's going on there, man. You, you know what I'd really like to see? Can you pull that headline up one more time? Of course I can, Pops. Okay. VinFast quarter four net loss grows to $650 million as EV deliveries jump. What I want to see is I actually want to see an EV jump. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> because that's all I want to see. I, I, I like the headline more than anything else about it. VinFast is having a tough time selling cars because they're probably some of the um, worst rated EVs out there as far as range and everything else. So, you know, got, got, of course they lost a lot of money. As people remind me, startups, startups uh, burn through money. Hell, I, I know a young man who's running a startup that used to burn through money. Um, you know, so it's just part and parcel of starting up a new business, those initial costs um, that eventually um, get absorbed because you're doing volume. They're not doing the volume yet, but I don't, my guess is strictly a guess. I mean, you don't see a lot of, a lot of uh, print about VinFast. No. You don't, you, you don't, you don't, in forums, or you don't hear people going, "Oh yeah, Vinfast, that's that, that's the EV for me." Um, yeah. You know, it, it it there was more chatter before they came to the uh, country than there is now that they're here and they're not selling very many vehicles. So we will MCI, yeah, that's Joshua, very good MCI all over again when it comes to Carvana, yes. <laughs> no, but it is, you're right. Startups have huge upfront expenses, but holy cow, yeah. these losses just keep mounting. And as we see EV demand starting to, I mean, EV sales continue to grow, but it's slowing down significantly. And especially for the legacy automakers, yes. it's not pretty. You know, I've got a few examples actually here. We'll, we'll turn to yes. it now. Um, you know, we had one of our community members, David, send this in to us from a local dealer website. This is a Ford F-150 uh, Lightning. And you can just see here, I'll zoom in on it, that. I mean, like it's whoops, it's discount central, right? Like yeah. it's a ninety-three thousand four hundred and forty dollar pickup truck, which you know, that's insane to think. Yes. They're having to discount it significantly. I mean, yes, they've discounted it seventeen thousand dollars. And and my guess is that's not enough. Okay. That's just a guess. But I don't think I I don't think people are looking to spend $75,000 for an electric pickup truck that, um, well, isn't a Rivian or something else. Um, just, just my opinion. Uh, yeah. we, we shall see. I mean, Ford, Ford forced themselves to get into the electric vehicle market because they, they felt like they didn't want to be late to the party. <clears throat> And I will I will share one anecdote with you about the flaw in that thinking. Three letters, MDX. 
the Acura MDX. There was no vehicle manufacturer that was later to the party with a SUV of some kind than Acura, <clears throat> excuse me, when it came to the MDX. Um, as, as one of the executives said, if you're going to be late to the party, you better bring a beautiful looking date. And that's what they did when they finally came out with the MDX. Sometimes you are better off being late to the party because you've looked at all the entrants in that segment and you've taken the best from all of them and combined them into yours. Yeah. Um, and I believe in many cases, Ford said, we don't want to be late to the party. So we're, we're, we're just, we're going to figure out how to bring a date to that party. Whether it's a good date, a bad date, doesn't matter. We're bringing a date. And, and what, what has happened is that the date that they brought isn't nearly as desirable as they thought it was going to be in that it doesn't perform at the same levels as some of the other lifestyle trucks out there. And well, it's not just the trucks. I mean, look at this. There's a, a new 2022 Mach-E that was a $73,000 MSRP. <laughs> this dealer's now discounting 17 grand. So, I mean, it's yeah. like the... They, yeah, they wanted to bring a date to the party and they, they showed up a couple hours before, you know, before the party got started, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, they wanted to make sure they were on the red carpet. And and what what they've done is, uh, well, I, I would say they, if it wasn't an EV, I would say they left some oil staves on the carpet. Uh, but it is an EV and it, it's just, it is... It is a classic example of upper management declaring that we have to have something when lower management says, but we're not really ready for it. Yeah. And upper management says, we don't care. Yeah. Get it out. Yeah. And they did. And, you know, I mean, a $93,000 truck that doesn't perform as well as the comparably equipped ice version of it why are you buying it why, why would you buy it and 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 they're having a tough time getting yeah. people to buy them 100 um, yeah now dad there's a subaru dealership that's also facing the same challenge we'll turn our attention there next but first from chris g thank you for the yes, contribution thank you. hey guys i was on the honda website building a car and on the summary sheet i noticed a quote down payment tax is this normal the hell's a down payment tax um, is it, were you building a lease? Because if you're building a lease, whatever money you put down, that goes to a capitalized cost reduction. So if, if they're advertising a lease program, that's say $3,499 down plus taxes, title and fees, well, that's $3,499 is a capitalized cost reduction. In other words, you're paying $3,500 of the, of the leasing company's expense up front, and that, that is taxable in most states. So if it's that, then I understand what that tax would be. If it's not that, I, I have no idea. <laughs> 
I was surprised you were even able to find something that that could be. I had no clue. I've never heard of that before. I want to turn our attention to that Subaru story. But before we do, I want to remind everyone, caredge.com, C-A-R-E-D-G-E. That is our website. That's our company for me and my dad. Skip the dealership, buy with Caredge. Super excited game. We got the brand new homepage up in, in action. And we're promoting the fact that we now have a Toyota dealer behind the scenes in our dealer network that has done $1,000 below MSRP on a brand new Toyota. Depending on where you live, you can get free shipping to your door. We also have those Mazda CX-50s in network. And we're really excited about the Chevy Trax as well because it's a very affordable sub $25,000 MSRP option. You can buy a car on caredge.com and have it delivered to your door. Please, please, please go check it out if you're interested and all sorts of great resources for free back there as well. All right. The pitch is out of the way, Dad. Let's jump to an incredible email that was sent in from one of our community members. Look at this, Dad. Did you see this already on my Twitter? I, I saw that. I read that. And I will explain that to you in a moment. All right. Let me zoom in here, folks. This comes from Maria. Maria is one of our community members, frequently in touch with me, which I appreciate. The email says, and Maria has you know, uh, submitted a lead to this dealership at some point in the past. It says, hi, Maria, I intend to make this short and to the point. We need to sell 47 new vehicles between now and the end of business on February 29th, 2024. You rarely see emails like this because we are rarely in such a position. For February, Subaru has rolled out substantial end-of-month volume incentives. We have seen an incredible month so far and need only 47 additional sales to qualify for them. If we don't reach 47 sales by February 29th, we will miss out on a significant amount of money. In order to ensure that doesn't happen, we intend to pass on tremendous savings to all potential customers this week. We urge you to be among the lucky 47 to take advantage of this offer. Act fast. I wish, there, I wish it were not so time sensitive, but it simply is. Contact me directly. Challenge me. Drive your hardest bargain possible. You will not be disappointed. Just, I'm going to remove myself from the screen. No, no, it's, you don't have to. It's just a marketing email. That's all it is. They could have they could have picked 67 cars. They could have picked 27 cars. They could have picked seven cars. It doesn't matter. It's all BS, okay? Subaru has challenged us. We need to sell another 40. They probably haven't sold 47 cars so far this month, let alone that they're going to sell 47 in, in the last week of the month. It's just pure email marketing crap. That's all it is. It, there's no truth to that. There's nothing to challenge me. Please challenge. It's all, come on. I used to send emails like we, we used to. Hell, Courage sends emails like that. Okay. Uh, it's marketing. It's called marketing. Come on, you know it's it, it. That is that is absolutely. Let's. I gotta say this. That is absolutely proof of nothing. <laughs> Dad, it is like to me though. The comment I put on Twitter, and you're so right. It's marketing. The comment I put on Twitter is, "We're so back." Like, we're just back, right? Like, that email wasn't being sent a year ago, but it's being sent now because, holy cow, we're back, right? Like, the cars are sitting there. They need to move them. Yeah, no, I, I try it. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just marketing BS. 
Which story do you want to laugh at from Stellantis first? Um, a or B? Just choose A or B, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I think you're going to laugh. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let me laugh at B first and you see if that was the right choice. I don't know. All right, folks. Um, so, so Stellantis, which is the parent company of uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, they've announced a new uh, trim level for some of their most popular vehicles, uh, their, their most popular pickup truck in the United States of America. They've been listening to our podcast and our show, and they understand the importance of affordability in the United States of America, and that that's why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh... That's why. Automotive News is reporting on the freshened Ram 1500, uh, the uh, uh, tungsten tungsten trim, which is a ninety thousand plus dollar Ram 1500. Um, you know, so I thought this was, uh, yeah, relevant. Didn't 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 Gillette at one time have tungsten uh, razor blades? I mean, the tungsten trim. I mean, you know, we just we just spent a couple minutes. Talking about a Ford Lightning that was ninety some thousand dollars that they that they're hoping to sell for seventy five thousand dollars. That trust me, they'll take less. Um, and and Dodge thinks, well, yeah, what the hell? Let's come out with a new trim level tungsten because who doesn't want a tungsten trim level uh, for over ninety grand? Can can we just can we just have a forty thousand dollar full size pickup? I mean, that really, that's what we need. And I understand that that $90,000 plus tungsten trim level uh, Ram 1500, well, they need, they need to sell those so that they can afford to invest whatever money they're going to invest in their EVs moving forward. But my God, isn't it, isn't it time as Americans we just say, no, no, we're not in. We're not buying it. We're mad as hell. We're not paying that kind of money for a pickup truck when a forty thousand dollar pickup truck will do just fine. Ready for story? I, wait, I want to be like Nancy Reagan during during when when um, they were trying to stop drug use in America. Just say no, okay? Instead of saying no to drugs, just say no to Dodge. Okay, and and ninety thousand dollar plus pickup trucks. And if you don't say no to Dodge, it's because you didn't say no to drugs. <laughs> You're funny, man. You're funny. Well, fortunately for me, story A also yeah. uh, will probably get you uh, get you fired uh, up. Did. Yeah, you yeah. already know what's coming. So Stellantis, again, the parent company of Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, the uh, company who has taken Jeep sales and reversed them 34% over the past five years. Uh, their CEO, Stellantis CEO, Carlos Tavares, well, his compensation has increased 56% year over year to a smooth 40 million. Tavares' 2023 pay included a transformation incentive to meet milestones tied to challenges the industry is facing. I need one of those, man. You you do. Um, and, you know, I, I must say, we bash Stellantis a lot. They're an like, easy target. Yeah, like every damn day. Yep. And and yet, and yet Stellantis, which owns Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and obviously they own other brands, is uh 
the as far as profit is concerned, the most profitable manufacturer out there when it comes to gross profits based on on what they're selling. So as much as I bash them, I have to admire Carlos Traveras because he has figured out a way to take certain brands in the United States where he can sell and produce fewer of them than they ever did and make more money on the few that they sell. Um, and, and, and so cut back on some of the expenses that way. And, and if you're an investor, I'm pretty sure um, that's what you want from your yeah. CEO. You're right. So God bless him. Now, is that worth, I think it really worked out to like $39.5 million American. Is, is 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 that really worth paying somebody almost forty million dollars a year? Uh, I guess so because they're paying them. <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, if if they're playing the short game, which is maximize profits at every turn, he's figuring out how to do it. The yes. long game, though, I think they've tarnished their reputation with, you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions of consumers, because their prices are, we're, we're mocking the Ram 1500 being a $90,000 price point for their tungsten trim level that they're bringing to market. But the average transaction price on a new Ram 1500 across the entire lineup last quarter was $70,000, $69,600, somewhere around there yeah. from Cox Automotive. Like you're just turning buyers off left and right because the prices are just unattainable. But apparently... They're attainable enough for some of the folks out there, enough of the folks that they can continue to do what they're doing. And it's, it's know, still man. profitable to them. And I don't know how it can be. We have we have a new CDJR dealer hitting us up every day, Dad, asking to get into the Car Edge dealer network. Every day, a new CDJR dealer. They're struggling. Well, I get it. I, I No, I get it. But you know what? They're... they're they, as as a CDJR dealer in the United States, might be struggling. Stellantis, as 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 a brand that as a company that oversees multiple brands um, and many big brands in Europe, um, they they're not struggling. Um, right. They're doing really well, uh, and their their CEO is being compensated for them doing really, really well. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're just, our agenda seems to be more of a populist's agenda in that we, we want to find ways to make it easier and cheaper for more people to be able to afford to buy some of these vehicles. And, and so, you know, when we take shots at Ford or shots at Stellantis or who, at whoever it's because we want their upper management to, to, to consider a longer term view uh, as opposed to that shorter term view of just making your investors happy. We want you to take a longer term view and perhaps grow your customer base to make more people and customers happy. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Dad, let's jump here to the chat. We've got a couple of kind contributions that have come in from Call Me Jay. Thank you, yes. sir. Hey, guys, suggestion. 
You need to provide a car edge license plate holder for the cars you sell. I've got my Mazda and now I need to show the world. I love that. We will work on that. We will make yeah. that happen. Call me Jay. Thank you for the suggestion. Um, and yes, you can buy a car on CarEdge.com. Super proud of the work we've been doing and uh, definitely excited about uh, the progress there from Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. How accurate is your days on market indicator? Thinking of offering a local dealer $15,000 below MSRP for a 2023 Dodge Charger that shows 430 days on market. They can take it or pay another month of floor plan cost. The days on market indicator is fairly accurate. The reason I say fairly accurate is because it's more accurate if you think of it as a, how long has this dealer been advertising this car? We, we, the, the data source is based on when they started advertising that vehicle for sale on the internet. And so they could have been advertising it for sale on the internet before they actually had it on their lot. That's pretty, pretty common. Um, but at 430 days, they've definitely been sitting onto that thing for a while. It, it would appear, yes. And on a Dodge, offering $15,000 below MSRP does not sound crazy. can't believe I'm saying that, but it doesn't sound crazy. Yeah, but it might be on a Charger. Potentially, but still yeah. on the Stellantis product but, in general, but, OEM might even be offering $15,000. Yeah, and, and and I might say there's only one way to find out, and that yeah. is to ask. Because yeah. if you don't ask, you'll never know. Um, you can ask and see what they say. They they might come back and go, oh, we can't do 15, but what if we did 10? Okay, well, what 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 if you do fifteen then? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, exactly. but you have to you have to ask. You you never get what you don't ask for. Hundred percent. Like I was saying before, folks, CarEdge.com. That is our website. Sure, we are now. You know, we have a dealer network behind the scenes. We're we're getting the cars delivered to your doorstep. Some really awesome experiences thus far with that. But I want to remind everyone resources. That's where everything free that we provide. So for example, the Car Edge strategy card. I love this strategy card. You know why I love the strategy card, Dad? Because you can literally print it out on an index card and take it with you to the dealership. And it tells you when you're in the finance office, the questions you need to ask, the fees you should never pay, the red flags you should avoid. So we've got all sorts of great free resources right here. And then of course, if you want to skip all of that, that's really the business that we're focused on right now. If you need to sell your vehicle, click on sell trade. Extended warranty protection, we have a discount running through the end of the month there. If you work on Car Edge, if you, supply, if you, if you uh, work with us at Car Edge, you're supporting me and my dad, which we really, really appreciate as we have been able to build this business for the past yep. three, four years. And if, if, if I may, uh, when we say free, no money exchanged there. The only thing we ask for is an email address and that you set up a uh, an account with us so that you can get our marketing emails damn it um and uh if you find that that's too much to to ask for well we're sorry we're just not for you just watch the youtube videos because there's there's nothing um and then pops I'll, I'll come here to like timothy says hey guys why are toyota dealerships charging over fourteen hundred dollars for low jack installation talk to a different dealer this is why the promise of, of buying a car on Car Edge, there are no dealer add-ons. That gets you kicked out of our network behind the scenes. Like there are no dealer add-ons. So like $1,400 for LoJack is BS, absolute BS. Dealers play a lot of those games, entirely unacceptable in the Car Edge, uh, car edge experience. You're, you're kicked out if you're doing crap like that. So try and talk to a different dealership, find one that's not playing games like that. Exactly. 1400 man. All right, Pops, we'll wrap here with... David's kind contribution, and I don't know what it means. Inconceivable? I think it, he's trying to shift. Inconceivable. You know, everybody says that I I sound like Wallace Shawn, mm -hmm. um, the actor 
and everybody remembers him from the Princess Bride, where he always is inconceivable. It's just inconceivable. So I, we have to pepper the show with a few inconceivables every day. Um, and I apologize for that. Um, uh, may I ask a question? Or, well, I already know the answer. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you asking, there is a show tomorrow night. Okay. Um, Zach will be back from New York. So it'll be live from Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern, um, 4 p.m. Pacific. And then Mm -hmm. you can figure out the rest of the damn time zones. I'm not doing it for everybody anymore. (laughs) We will be back. And Laura's on a girls weekend trip, so it might be a long show depending on on my dad's (laughs) energy. I got nothing to do, man. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a really good time. Sorry for the audio today, folks. When I travel like this to New York, I got to get a better setup. So I'll work on that. Dad, I love you. Have a great day. I'm going to go eat some lunch, get back to work. Thanks for taking a half hour and spending it with me. This has been well, fun. it was closer to 40 minutes and I love you too. And, you know, perhaps, perhaps you should just get a microphone and leave it up there. Just a thought. You think the Suns will win tonight, man? That was a disappointing game last night. Uh, do I think the Suns will win? I, I think they should beat the Rockets. I will, I will say this. They are not a championship contender. Um, th- no, no, no championship team plays as fast and loose with the ball as they do. Um, And that has been going on all year. And you would think that, you know, that that's an aspect of coaching that you've been saying that all year. Yeah. Well, you you can't, you, they had 16 turnovers last night. I, I, so many boneheaded plays, so many lazy, careless passes. You ain't winning a championship doing that. I don't care. If you had four superstars on your team, if you keep throwing the ball away and keep giving the other team more opportunities for more baskets, you aren't going to win. And until you take care of the ball, you're not a serious contender. You're you're pretending that you are, but you're not. And that comes, it just comes down to coaching. And and I've been saying it all year. I I think the Frank Vogel experiment is just that an experiment, and I think it was the wrong way to go, and and it's going to come back and bite them in the butt. Well, uh, we'll talk offline. I was just curious. Enjoy the game tonight, everyone. Thank enjoy you your too. weekend. I love you, pops. I will love see you me. too. I'll talk to you later.